Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Tuesday, July 27th. And every Tuesday, we're talking LAC. We're talking black and gold. Uh, there's a lot of, things, lot, lot of breaking news that happened today. Obviously, you know, the biggest news, Mark Anthony Kay. He got traded to Colorado Rapids. That's going to open up some, you know, some salary for, 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 the, for LAFC. Uh, that's going to open up a lot of room. But here to help me talk about all things black and gold, we got Juan Pablo Marquez. How you doing, JP? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good. We also got Celso. We also got Back in Black. Uh, he should be joining us. But yeah, man, how, how was the weekend? I know you were able to cover the game. How, how'd you spend your weekend? Yeah, I spent spent the weekend covering the game. Wrote my article about it. Um, if you guys want to check that out, um, then you know, just a regular Sunday. Oh, woke up early to watch the Mexico game, but they lost. Um, so that was a bummer. Kind of wake woke up for no for nothing, but you know, ready to talk LAFC. Yeah, no, I mean, lot, lots going on, and we're trying to get Celso in here. I think he's having some some troubles. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there 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 were so many different things going going on this weekend. Obviously, I was at the Gold Cup. I got to spend time, you know, go go to see Mexico versus Honduras. That was that was a great matchup, just to see that. And obviously, you know, you were you were at the LAFC game. Uh, with with all that going on, um, what were your surprises? Uh, what were your thoughts going into this game uh, versus Vancouver for LAFC? Um, after the the midweek loss against the Timbers, especially it being in the last minute, I expected them to be a bit more hungry in the first half, or since the since the beginning of the game, and get a W. You know, get back to to winning ways after that that three game win streak got broken. But that was the case. Um, they 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 started the game. You know half awake and then it cost them cost them at the beginning yeah so so how you doing man what, what's going on good 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 had some technical issues in my light as you can see it's not very good because the sun keeps changing and i was like kind of hesitant to turn my camera on but excited to be on and uh talk a little bit about lafc busy day as you guys know yeah yeah no we're, we're trying to see uh, if, if we could get you on or not but we're like hey he'll be able to he'll be able to figure it out but now we're we're just talking about just talking about the weekend and and obviously you know a little bit about the Gold Cup. But uh, how'd you spend your weekend? Oh man, the weekend was about LAFC for me. You know, I have kids, so that is a big part of it as well. But I try to incorporate LAFC in in, in that parenthood, um, you know, thing that I do. So they they went to the game. Uh, you know, my kid went to the game, and it was a great time. You know, outside of the draw, but you know, it's always fun to go to the bank. You know, hang out with the, the fans. You know, the atmosphere is always great, regardless of the result. Yeah, where, where where do you where do you typically sit? Because I know you got season tickets. Yeah, so I I like to have a very close perspective on the field for me, you know. So I like to be very close to the players, very close to the field, and the bank's a perfect place for it. You know, there's very little space between you know uh, yourself and the and the pitch itself. So I'm I'm three rows up, right by the corner flag 
on the south end. So, you know, because I have my kids, you know, I, I, I like to be on that side as well. Plus, you know, it, it is easier to get close to the field. So I really wanted to be there, that spot. So, you know, I, I enjoy the corner kicks. I got to see every every time there's a corner kick on that side, you know, a twist that comes over and I get to see that vintage point of that left side. For me, it's really interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely do, I definitely do see you uh, post snap. I mean, post uh, videos and you know pictures of you at the game. So that was that's always good. And you you got a good seat in that house. I mean, there is no bad seat at, at the bank. No, of there is not. Yeah, so, there uh, isn't. And, and I think the fun is like as a season ticket holder. You know, do I want to hold these seats or do I want to rotate? You know, I I, I want to have different vantage points within the within the stadium, see different things. You know, and and when you when you watch football the way that we do, you know, we we're looking for little things. We're looking for the details. So again, I unfortunately though, what that means for me is that I get to see a lot of like lately, like Raheem Edwards and and a lot of the guys like attacking left, right? Because at the bank, we're always going first half this way, and so I never get to see some uh, of the of the af- uh, of the action some of the other side. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I like it. I, I, it's been fun, you know, especially because you get that little proximity to the field. I love it. I love that field. Uh, that field feeling. Yeah, no, it's an amazing spot. Obviously, you know, Juan Pablo, you were there, right? You know, you were able to cover your second match for us. So I know, I know it was a, it was an interesting game to say the least, right? I was against Vancouver, uh, Whitecap. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it a little bit. I want to bring up the lineup here. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, obviously, you know, with with the players, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about uh, the breaking news today. I know Celso, you you weren't with us, but you know, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about Mark Anthony K and what that means. You know, the trade and everything, what that means for LAFC uh, moving forward. Because I mean, that that's big. That opens up a yeah. lot of room for a lot of different things. Um, but before we get into that, I, I want to just pull up here the starting lineup here in the, in the previous matchup. Here, let me just pull it up. Let me share my screen right over here. And as we can see, obviously, you know, it went with Tomas Romero, Tristan Blackman, you know, back as a starter. Uh, Kim Moon Jesus Morillo, Farfan Edwards. And in the midfield, you had Blessing, Atuesta, Sifu, uh, Rossi, and Vela. JP, what were your thoughts on this lineup? Um, I thought it was a it was a rotational lineup. Obviously, Segura being absent was was the big one. Um, Raheem getting back into the, the starting lineup over Palacios. Um, the middle, that's been the, the same three for for the majority of the season and then Rossi and Vela up top. So the, your eyes just straight go to the back line and, and see the, the changes there. Um, obviously, you know, it's rotation. It's not that Segura can't play. Um, it's just to rest them up. Yeah. So, so what, what were your thoughts on, on this lineup? And obviously, obviously, you know, twice to back in there um, and, you know, some of the changes that, that happened from the previous match. Yeah, so the, the question is with Segura is that whether he had picked up an injury or something and, and now with the, the, the news today that he's not going to be available, right, for the game, you know, I wonder if that was something already bothering him, uh, you know, that and it was not rotation. But, again, first thing I thought was, yes, we're definitely seeing the rotation. We thought about this is a weaker opponent. We're home, and, you know, we have depth to to do this, right? So it were, it were a lot of plug-and-play positions. It was great to see a twist back in there. Um, you know, again, I love to see him play and distribute the ball the way he does. And, uh, you know, it also was good to see some constant see in that lineup, right? Go back to what we really at the time believed to be our, essentially the best 11, right? With outside of uh, Segura being rested. 
Yeah, and obviously, obviously, you know, with this lineup, they they did struggle a lot more than I thought we we would see. Um, uh, in, in the first, you know, what uh, that they did have a couple opportunities. Uh, you know, I think in the first six minutes to, to get the lead. Unfortunately, the LAFC wasn't able to capitalize. Um, but Vancouver just jumped all over them essentially in the first half. Uh, JP, were you surprised by how the how LAFC performed in that first half? Yeah, I mean, the middle just looked lackluster. There was no mobility. Um, they couldn't get. They couldn't get touches in, couldn't move the ball, they couldn't push the ball forward or, or to the wings. Um, and it kind of made made Raheem and, and Moon just look, seem lost or place at times. Um, and then it was easy for them to just catch on the counter, which is what they did in the first goal. Um, Raheem kind of didn't play the game expected. Um, he was just caught out of place a lot, and Farfan had to cover cover his ground, which just opened up the back line and exposed us really bad. Uh, Moon just wasn't as dynamic as we've seen him with Vela. Um, that connection, I don't know if Mark um, Dos Santos studied it or what, but it just wasn't, just wasn't there like like previous games. Yeah, and, and I think uh, on that on that aspect was is just how, how how they were cut off, and then you know, the, I mean, then even the second goal that comes off the set piece, we know this team has struggled with the set pieces. So, so what what were your thoughts when the team went down? Uh, went down what early two zero uh, to Vancouver. So you could sense it coming, you know, at this in the stadium, you noticed like who is the aggressor? You know, I always look for that. Who's the aggressor coming in? And within 10 minutes of settling in, you don't really know because it's the beginning, there's the adrenaline, everybody's, you know, there's the you know, three, two, five, two. Things happen within the 10 minutes, don't get me wrong. But once the 10 minutes went through, you start seeing the patterns and what was happening, and you started started feeling that that game was not gonna be what we thought was going to be. It was clear that we were have to gonna audible out of like whatever it is that we were going to try to do or they were going to beat us and they did you know and, and within 24 minutes we saw it um the exploit they're exploiting our wingers and which was a strength for us and what i saw is that they must have looked at tape of the last few games and very quickly they were able to put people behind our wingers and both portland and them had a, a very wide attack with two guys really wide you know and they were also behind our wingers and in one of the goals, you would see very clearly Farfan extremely high up in the pitch, almost midfield. And it was really easy for that for that, uh, that combination that's been working so well to be broken. And then it was all, you know, all legs and, and everybody running for their lives. But it, you're right. I, I do believe that um, the, the coaches have looked at Portland's tape and, and figured out that if we can put guys in the wing, they're going to be our number and we're going to have a bench. Yeah, and I, and I think I think one thing the positive of coming out of that first half was that Vela was able to get one back. Uh, I believe it was like the 40, 40th minute. Um, that was that was a positive. So I, I got the goal here, and I and I want to play the goal here. Um, 50-50s, I think Vancouver's winning that as well. back. He does. The offside flag is up. Offside flag is up. So that was obviously very quick, uh, the quick replay there. Um, JP, you know, Vela come, came in clutch in a game and a half that looked like, you know, they weren't going to get anything out of it. Uh, what were your thoughts as soon as he, he was able to get that goal? Yeah, I mean, it just showed how easy it technically is to, to get a goal against Vancouver and, and it exposed Vancouver. Um, and maybe that they should have picked that a bit more um, in the second half. But it was just a lack of intensity overall in the first half. And then, 
it seemed like Vela wanted the ball that that play, and you know, t- took one on, turned, and then shot it with his right, which is something he usually doesn't do. Um, which is, I guess, a character thing. You know, he, it seemed like he wanted that ball, he wanted that play, um, but that was what the team was lacking all around first half, and that's why they were down two to one. Um, ultimately, the intensity changed in the second half, which is why they got the tie. But um, it was an easy goal, and it was a it was a much needed goal because if not, they wouldn't have came back. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, very, very, very clutch of Vela to get that with his right foot. So, so what, what were your thoughts as soon as Vela was able to get that that one? Yeah, goal? That, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, okay, we're back into it, and, and I immediately that that constant feeling of sorrow that you get when you're like, oh man, this is not going to go away. And I, it went away immediately, so it, it restored the crowd, and it was very important for the side of the team, I'm sure, to go into the halftime with that two-one feel that they could come back. Um, which, by the way, made it really disappointing that we couldn't make a, you know, make it into a win given some of the success we've had with Vancouver, right? Which told me that what happened was not a fluke. That you know we were very lucky to get back into this game, but you know this could have very easily, if it wasn't for Tomas Romero, right, with the, the crazy save that he was matrix one way, and and, and you know and, and saving us from from making it. I think it was three to three nothing at that point. I don't remember, or maybe two nothing, but it it could have really easily gone south and that goal brought us back. And I, I will highlight the long pass of Eduardo Atesta, which was surgical. It was between a lot of defenders finding Vela, which is the big issue that I have with our current roster, which there's probably four or five names that are always making the difference. And we really struggle to find who the other five or six pieces are to complement them. And I understand there's going to be a rotation. I get it. But that always the three or four guys have to come to our rescue to make it work. You know, it's 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 troubling to me because these guys may not be around or available forever. Yeah, Isaiah here, and he has a he has a, he makes a point. He says here in the chat, he says wide wide overloads are are how you can beat the back three or back five and a deep block. Also, Farfan is a weak link defensively, so going at him is essential. That's interesting. Do, do you do you guys agree with that? Let me let me let me bring this up because this is important. And if you want to play the go again, you would see where Moon Juan is. All right. Now let me just hypothetically say that a twist of ball is not as surgical and he gets it intercepted. All right. So yeah, it, it, you can make it about for fun, right? But the second goal was the same issue, and it was exploited on the fact that Moon Juan was playing a wingman trying to get us back, right? And 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 now we're like playing behind. So you know, I don't believe it's a deficiency of Farfan. I believe it's a deficiency of the system and the fact that the coaches are basically figuring out how to defend against it and, and more importantly, attack against us, uh, which is making it impossible for our wingers to do what they want to do. Again, that ball doesn't go through. It's, a, it's again, it's, it's a situation where we lost the ball in the middle. A twist loses a lot of balls, right? He gets dispossessed a lot. And then it's, you know, and then it's a foot race. So, yeah, anyway, no, no. I mean, you make you, you make some solid points there. I think also it's also about being able to change the formation at, at half. And I don't think, um, obviously, I know you you guys were there. I was I was covering the Mexico game, but I think that's one thing that that could adjust, right? That could that could help out this team is being able to change the formation. Maybe maybe in the second half, maybe you know, going into the what the, maybe the seventieth minute, uh, depending how the game looked. Obviously, I was I wasn't able to watch the the game. In full, but I think some of those are some of the things that sometimes you you can you can adjust those. Or you can adjust those formations. You, you can adjust the back line. Uh, JP, what are your thoughts? I don't think Farfan is a defensive liability. Um, I thought the middle was a liability this game because the wing backs are always going to push up. They're always going to want to look that for that width. 
Um, but if the middle isn't moving the ball enough, they're not going to find them, and they're just going to lose and end up losing it, and then get caught on the counter. And that's when Farfan looks exposed because the two v one, or you know even Blackman two v one in that situation. Um, I think Farfan is the is the, our only center back that's a left that's left footed. Um, and when you're playing three in the back, you can't have three right footed center backs. I think that's a liability. So I think Farfan gives us um, a bit of flexibility there, being the one that can play it out to the left um, easiest. Yeah, no, I mean you you make you make a solid point. Um, Anthony in the chat says, uh, "Props to Vancouver. They surprised us. They surprised all of us. But we should win tomorrow. And Brian Brian Rodriguez should get some more playing time. We need we need that speed. I would rather switch the formation up to four three three. I think I think I mean the five three the five three two has been working. But I you know to my point, I think maybe in the second half, maybe you can switch it to a four three three. Um, we've seen where he didn't get to play this game, but we did see him play. He went one for Carlos Vela versus the Timbers. So I, I think, I think Bob Bradley's still trying to figure out where, where Brian Rodriguez will fit into the system. You know, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on potentially going back to that four, three, three, or, or should Bob stick with this five, three, two formation? So, so, oh, so for me, first of all, is B-Rod's going to just be in front of, Corey Bear now for that third spot in our offensive third. So the first question is, does he even make the starting eleven? You know, and 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 if we're gonna go with with three offensive players, no matter if they're wingers and what positions they play, because you know it has been confusing just to keep track of how Bob Bradley utilizes players from a positional standpoint. So I don't believe that we're gonna see him come off the gates and start a game. Given some, given the fact that he didn't play one minute in the game, they probably need him the most. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, there might be conditioning issues. Um, that, that was Vince LaRosa brought it up in, in our spaces on Monday, you know, saying that, you know what, if we're not seeing him play at all, it might just be because he just, does, he just doesn't have any gas in the tank to play because he hasn't played any at, at all. So I hope that's not the solution for our slump because what we've seen of B Rod in the 15 minutes is a lot of what we saw of him last year, you know, he adds a lot of mobility. He adds a lot of things for us, but you know, what he doesn't add is goals. And you know, what we're lacking right now is the ability to put the ball in the goal. So who is the guy to do it? I'm not sure, but I don't know if B-Rod is the third four, three, three attacker there to come, you know, put us back into that form that, that, that we were, you know, to, to be able to put multi, multi goal games out, out there. I, I don't see him yet being that player. Yeah, and I think I think to that point, I think we have to see if if, if B Rod right. Um, I mean, if he's getting put up top for for Vela, which we saw at the Timbers, your expectation is for him to score goals in the back of the net, right? He only got to play what maybe fifteen minutes. Uh, he hasn't seen the pitch there, so uh, yeah, obviously, I don't think his con- his conditioning uh, is is doing is doing so well. But we expect him to, to get some playing time tomorrow. Uh, what what are your th- what are your thoughts, JP, uh, on what's on this conversation and what uh, Anthony asked? Um, I don't think the five three yet. Obviously, you know it, 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 Vancouver figured out, but just because one team figures this out, it doesn't mean everybody has. Um, but I ultimately think we should go back to the four three three because if we're gonna get the player that we think we're gonna get, or you know that's rumored to come, um, I think the team should start playing. Um, that formation again so the team is used to it and you just plug him in at the nine spot and then a nine you know it's it's kind of the easier role to to put in you know you just be in the box runs try to try to look for a goal there um 
So yeah, maybe B Rod does deserve minutes. Um, you brought him for for a reason. Um, I think it's what been two weeks again. I think he he should get you know a half. Uh, maybe Bear starts, or maybe we just start with the five three two, and then second half switch to the four three three, and then you put B Rod and Baird like last game. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the four three three should should start getting more more playing time. Yeah, you, if, I, if I may add something real yeah. quick, um, because you know some of the formations and, and, and talking about that fluidity and, and the fact that it, it does change in game and, and and sometimes it's hard to read it is when we do go four back and then you see it's a pretty flat line with our wingers staying more back and we we go as a diamond in the middle with Cifuentes on top of the box becoming that third offensive players and then. Vela and Rossi really go wide, right? And and, and become and, and and then we've seen success from Vela in that position to the right, right, with, with Munwan, uh, you know, creating some space, you know, with, with those triangles that I keep talking about, right? Like you have to have three guys like in your area that you know you guys are gonna make it happen. And same thing on the left. So I, I do I would love to for us to maybe use some of that where yeah, maybe we come with five, but we during the game shift into this four with a triangle, you know, using our, our wingers to our advantage, but also, you know, understanding that it's situational because again, now it seems like they figured out how to beat it, especially when we have um, you know, very fast players on the other side, like Asprilla, he was crushing it on the right, crushing it. And and same thing with um, you know the, the again the young kid from Vancouver that I, I again I, I was props to them because they are beating us with speed. Both teams beat us with speed. Now again in Portland you're playing carpet so it's it's faster by nature. Bob Bradley and, and I have something there, <laughs> but you know you you have to stop the speed because we cannot play with that much speed anymore. Like it's not working. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. I mean, you you did did you did get to see how how fast Vancouver really was, and I think that's what that really was surprised a lot of people. Um, and also, I think maybe maybe the the schedule of these teams playing so many so many games between the week and and obviously midweek maybe has something to do with it. But you mentioned Jose Sinfuentes. Uh, obviously, I want to talk about Jose Sinfuentes. He's been having a great year. He 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 has well, I think he scored his fifth goal. He has two assists, and I, and I got his goal right here to go to go back into uh, the game, and I just want to play it. Palacios, good cross, back post, and it's 2-2! Sifu! Perfectly timed on the volley, Heath Pierce. Goal number five for Jose Sifuentes, and it comes with a quarter of an hour remaining. Obviously, Sifu, you know, came in clutch one more time. You know, he got the game time game time assist. Um, you know, like I said, he has five goals and two assists this year. So no, I mean, a surprise year for for Sifu. Surprise everything that that he's been doing, and obviously, you know, also I'm pretty sure what's what led to that the decision today. But JP, what what, what were your thoughts on on Jose Sanfuentes this game? Um, he's our best player this season. Um, last game was not an exception. Um, it was a banger of a goal. Um, the crowd really, really roared after that game or after that goal. Um, I really thought we were gonna get get the third one after after I heard the stadium's roar after, after the goal, but it didn't happen. But Cifuentes is great. Um, ever since he's been up to the ten roll, he's really flourished um, or given more offensive um, duties. Before he would be, be be more back as like the six, and he didn't feel comfortable in that position. Um, but once he's been pushed and given you know offensive liberty. 
Um, he's been he's been phenomenal for us, and he's always a threat with his with his shots from from outside the box. Yeah, no, he's also, and I mean, you got to see the quality in that goal first time. Valley ends up putting it in the back of the net. So, so what what were your thoughts on this on this goal and this performance from uh, Sifu? Yeah, I think I think I've dug my own gun there, but you know, again, I love when he becomes that third attacker for us, top of the box organizer, whatever you want to call it, and and always finding space to to put the ball in the back of the net you know that his goals have been somewhat similar and from uh where they've been scored from i've noticed that um you know and he, he seems to have found his sweet spot um he's also a player that he's really by you know two-dimensional if you need him to become more defensive as uh, jp has said he, he he's able to do that so he he's not shy on, on on situations where he needs to be more defensive like in the austin game he i, I you know that's really where I, my eyes open to what he's able to do. And, you know, ultimately I, I believe he's their future, you know, because as some of those players are moving on, you know, and he came in and took a little bit of a while to, 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 to come on to, to what we're trying to do here, you know, we're, we're looking for leaders and he's the next guy for us to, to, to really, you know, take that, take that role because let's be honest, we, we talked a lot in, in our chat today about the lack of leadership or yesterday, about the lack of leadership of this team. And, and he can be someone that, you know, not only with his play, but with his intelligence and, and, and his, his charisma can bring some of that for LAFC, uh, you know, and help some of the young guys that are coming in and they'll become better players. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I've been very impressed with, with Jose Sanfuentes and how he's been able to take his take game his game to the next level. Obviously, he was able he he didn't get called up for the Copa America, but I think that also motivated him. I think that also gave him more time with his teammates and not having necessarily to adjust. I think Bob Bradley talked about it earlier in today's press call that you know sometimes when the team when, when the players go to international duty for them to come back, it takes a little bit of a little bit of time for them to get back back into the rim and swing of things. But obviously, you know. Jose Sinfuentes, I think it's a big part uh, in what played into today's uh, official decision of, you know, of LAFC essentially moving on from Mark Anthony Kay. Um, we know now that Mark Anthony Kay, you know, was traded uh, for $1 million in general allocation money and a 2022 international slot plus incentives. Uh, Colorado also gets uh, LAFC's 2022 first round uh, super draft pick. Um, so obviously that that is the biggest news that that, that I mean that is, that is some breaking news. Uh, when I first heard about this, I, I, I was surprised uh, right away. But I, I was also thinking like you know how are they going to get this money uh, to you know for 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 a Christian Arango right? Because I, I was I was like who who because they got to move some pieces or they got to they had to move one piece and obviously it, obviously it made sense. Um, you know JP, what, what were your thoughts uh, on the Mark Anthony K news today? Um, it was shocking. Nobody expected it. I don't think um, K was the one that we would have sacrificed. I thought we would have sacrificed um, or moved to, to get the money for Arango. But the middle's been without him ever since he's gone to, to, to Gold Cup. The middle hasn't lost lost its footing. It's it's looked a bit stronger, in my opinion. Um, now we we can give minutes to, to Guignella, who takes a lot of salary, um, or Duke, who's young and upcoming. So it, it gives you know players minutes in the middle uh, when we rot when we rotate the middle. But yeah, I mean now we have the money to get the striker, which is I think the team is missing and can take us over that hump and we'll get a quality now. So um, yeah, I mean it was shocking, but it's something that had to be done. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely something that you know that 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 surprised everybody, and I think also. 
um, you know, John Thornton spoke. He he rarely comes and speaks, and you know, he had a few things to say about Mar- Mark Anthony. So I, I got I got a quote here. Uh, here's on the trade. He said, Mark has been an incredible story for LAFC. He's, he's come so far in such a short period of time. It's tough, but in, it's the reality we have to accept. Uh, we live in a, in a cap-constrained world. It was a, tough, it was a tough decision, but one, we felt it was necessary, uh, end quote. Celso, give me, give me your thoughts uh, on the Mark Anthony K trade. Well, so the, the, the first thing I thought was like, so if it's about – opening up space and, and and money is this really the best we can do and if it is it's depressing hands down because i am actually surprised by the lack of movement of some of our stars and some of our you know main contributors because it, it was expected as some of the guys were were going to be moving on you know and, and those deals fell through so I don't know if there was really a need to clear up space um, and, and we, we found this deal to make it happen. Um, I'm concerned because I, I believe that, again, if it has to happen right away, great. But there has been so many deals, right, on the table for players that are, you know, reaching their max value and all of a sudden those deals are evaporating. And the best we can do is a guy that is completely, in my opinion, the odd man out in a rotation of players, of, of skill players, by the way. You know, I, I am concerned about that. Um, having said that, the deal is good for both ends because, again, I believe Colorado Rapids is going to have a, a better midfield, and, and there, there's been some articles about that, how they're going to really be a force to reckon with in the midfield. And for us, again, we had a problem of fit. He was not a good fit and throughout his career here. He's gotten some slack for playing games where he was not the best fit for it behind other guys. So I do believe we've cleared out a problem, a roster problem for us that he didn't cause. We are players didn't cause. And at the same time, you know, Colorado is getting a quality player that did a lot of good things for us and maybe took a little bit too long to go, which is, again, my bigger concern with how we're handling some of our youth and how we've developed them and have been unable to dish them in the bigger markets. You you mentioned something when you first when you first spoke. Are you talking about like getting other deals for other players? Um, because to me, this looks like a great deal for LAFC. Because I, are you talking about other other deals for other players? Because I mean, to yeah. get a million dollars from Mark Anthony K when he he was he was struggling, right? He was struggling in the midfield. I, I mean, I think this is like a home run deal for LAFC. But I think if you're talking about other deals, well, with so other here's players, the point: How much could have we gone for him? You know, a year after, to, you know, in in, in 2020, right? You know, right before pandemic, right? right before we had a big 2019, or for example, how much could have we gone uh, for him, when, or for other players when they are at their max value versus when they're starting to wear off? And you know, and then you can go down some of the the transfers that we've had, and where the players are today. But that's I don't, what I'm I, talking I, about. You know, I don't. It, I, don't I don't think you would have sold Mark Anthony K though, like a year ago. I don't think that would that 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 trade would would have made sense. Right now, it all makes right. sense, right? Because everything everything's with timing. Like a year ago, maybe he may maybe he was at his peak, maybe he wasn't. Um, but, uh, maybe, 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 maybe let's put it this way to your point. Maybe he was, but at the same time, he was a focal piece 
with LAFC and he was not struggling uh, with, with, you know, with, with this passing. So I think a year ago, I don't think this trade would have made sense for LAFC because he, he was a, a focal point in, in, in their, in the, in the midfield right now. I feel like this is a steal for LAFC because you know how he's been struggling. And on top of that, we just said on Jose Sinfuentes and when he's being able to bring up. So I think, you know, they found the money because of the, the, you know, to John Thornton's quote that, you know, they were cat constrained that, you know, they were able to get a million dollars of allocation money that they're now going to be able to use for, uh, you know, Christian Orango, which is, which is the biggest thing and, and being, being able to find, being able to find that money. But to your point, to try to sell the best players at, at the best peak, sometimes it will make, it will make sense. Sometimes I won't, right. Cause you know, let, let's talk about like, you know, trying to sell Diego Rossi at his peak when is maybe that was last season, but no one would have, would have thought of selling Diego Rossi. Maybe some people would have, maybe some people wouldn't have, but you know, this, this season, Diego Rossi doesn't look like to be the Diego Rossi, what we've seen, but you know, I, I to your point, I get you, but I don't think you, you're going to sell Diego Rossi um, after last season, unless, unless LAFC felt like they, they got a good enough deal, but like maybe, right. maybe to your point, you, maybe they are holding on to a little bit, but they're also trying to win a championship this year. Right. So it's, it's this balance that I think it, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a difficult balance, but I think with this, with this trade, if someone's willing to give, uh, LAFC a million dollars for Mark Anthony K, I mean, that that obviously they had yeah, to give up a couple finances and the money the money aspect of it works you know no no doubt about that and, and and again like i said it was a good deal for both sides and he lost space you know he he started 92 percent of his games here i mean that is something right that is something to be said about a guy that was a role player from a salary standpoint that was not uh, you know nobody expected that of him when we signed him and and so he he for us was more than we ever thought he was going to become so Kudos to both sides. I think Mark is is going to be happier in another place because he did feel like it. You know, some of us didn't welcome him as much as he deserved. Um, you know, but again, it, it's part of the as as John said, right? It's part of the the other part of this game, which is they're professionals. They're very visible in what they do, and 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 they have to understand that that comes with that territory, which is you're a visible person, and we're going to criticize you for your work. Yeah, and I think well, that was one of those things that I, that I seen. Uh, you know, Mark is a great guy, but I think some of the some of the some some of the negative uh, things that he that came outside of his play. I think some fans were upset that you know he and he blocked them and you know different things like that. I think that that's I think that's what you're alluding to. Um, you know, it's never easy, right, as as a player or anything like that. But I think that that's some of the things if you're a professional player, especially in LA, whether whether or not uh, I think it. Uh, I think I understand it. Maybe other players may or may not see it this way, but that's what comes with the territory, right? When you're doing good, everybody loves you. When you're not doing good, uh, people are going to talk about you. And I think uh, that's what rubs some some of the people the wrong way. Um, nevertheless, I think it's a, it's a it's a good situation for both parties. It's going to be a good situation uh, for LAFC because they're going to be able to get that money for for, for Christian. Uh, Mark Anthony Gay goes to a loaded midfield, so I'm just, I think it's going to be good to see where he. Uh, how he fits in with Colorado and Colorado is it's literally just behind LAFC in the standings, which is make, makes it interesting. And, and John Thornton was asked about that, you know, about, you know, selling a player within the same conference. And he said he, he didn't necessarily, it's not something he, he, obviously he's aware about it. I'm just paraphrasing, but it's not something that led uh, to this decision that really influenced him 
done to not move Mark Anthony K to Colorado, even though I'm, I'm, I don't think they've faced each other just yet. So I'm, I'm assuming we'll see Mark Anthony uh, pretty soon. I, I need to look at the well, schedule. We nothing in the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, oh, two nothing. Okay. Win for us. Yeah, because we we beat him soundly, and and they're a really good team. So he's going to a good team, and 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 we want to see that, right? But yeah. He, He's adding to a team that is is ahead of us in the standings, and 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 I believe we we see them again. Yeah, so we're gonna see Mac. Yeah, no, I mean that's the that's the interesting thing. So obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Christian uh, uh, Arango is announced tomorrow because they got the money, right? So I think that w- wouldn't be surprised uh, if he's announced tomorrow, and then you know by the end of the week he's already with LAFC. Because uh, I don't think LAFC plays until like uh, after after Wednesday. I believe yeah. they they have the weekend off and they and they play the following Wednesday. Um, so that, I think that that's going to be interesting to see how he also fits in. Uh, JP, I know you you were you were off, but any, anything else you like to add on, on this trade uh, for LAFC? Um, I think it was a good trade because we got a million dollars for K, who's only going to be able under to be under contract for a year. You know, um, it's not like we had just renewed him for three years and we're only getting a million off three years. We're getting a million for one year. Um, we're losing a, a draft pick, but we have enough youth in our, in our ranks um, that we rolling out to the lights to say that that wasn't a loss. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kay is going to a stacked midfield with the Rapids. Um, I think he fits better there. They're more aggressive and they, he just covers more ground. So it'll fit there. But yeah, I mean, we we had we did what we had to do to get to get our number nine, and and hopefully he can come in sooner rather than later. Isaiah in the chat, he's a Colorado fan. He says, "I saw the trade, and I gotta say, I'm surprised as a Rapid fans that we traded for K to begin with. LAFC are lucky to dump him off, though, as he is the weak link there. Uh, I think you're gonna be surprised. I, I think I think I think this is gives K an opportunity to, um, you know." dust off whatever he had to dust off and, you know, gives him another opportunity to prove his worth. And like I said, he's going, he's going to a, a, a contending team right now in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's going to add to a lot, a lot of that strength in, in the midfield. And obviously Colorado is not the same. Denver is not the same thing as LA. And I don't think that, you know, I'm not saying that you guys don't have expectations, but the pressure there compared to here uh, is, I think it's going to be a lot more easier for, for Mark Anthony to, you know, to, to play with and not have to deal with some of the things that he, he had to deal with here in LA, which is a little bit more demanding. Uh, but never, nevertheless, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I, obviously I'm still going to keep an eye on how Mark Anthony K does, but also I'm going to see interested to see how, you know, LAFC moves forward. And cause this is Sifu, Janela, Bryce Duke, you know, those are the guys that, you know, they're going to step up. So, so who, who, who else are you looking to come off that bench in the midfield for LAFC? So it's a, it's a good question because you you have to understand what are you losing and again for the Colorado fan like what are you gaining with Mark Anthony K because in my opinion and and what I mentioned is that he's a specialist and he does certain things extremely well right so when you're looking to replace certain things you're replacing what he does the number one in my in the one one thing that I see him do it and I've, I've seen him live is his long ball ability he plays the long ball better than probably most of our guys I would like to see a guy like Bryce Duke do you know, get more time. And I know that's not a natural answer and he probably is behind some of the guys, but I know that he has an excellent long ball and I believe he will be someone that will gain more space with Mark Anthony K the party as we've seen it already, right? When K's not on the lineup, he gets, you know, to, to, to play some minutes. So I, I believe it's Duke's time to show that he can be the, the next center, uh, you know, mid for, for LAFC. We don't know how many more games we have with a twister, you know, and, 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 in, in that midfield position, 
And, and, you know, so for me, the young guys are going to have to step up and, and, and again, all lights on Francisco Hinella as well, because we've been asking for that. The, the three starters are set. I wouldn't mess with the starting lineup for the midfield. It's the same one that you flashed the last for Vancouver. I believe we continue with that one. Again, gets the opportunity to show that they're going to be the next, you know, the next thing coming up. And I believe it's going to be Bryce Duke and Francisco Hinella. And it's an open competition with Hinella now on the up. Um, Duke came back on the last couple of games and, and I'm going to say disappointed, but I don't believe that if he had done that well, he would have not come back to the lineup. So it's Hinella's time. And we've been asking for that. Um, and I believe he's going to be the guy that uh, is going to take us and hopefully get us to two wins here in this next really tough games that we're going to have. I mean, yeah, I mean, Janelle's getting paid half a million dollars. So, I mean, he, he, that guy definitely needs to see some playing time. Um, and, he, and he is. And I think, obviously, with Mark moving on, the, the, the opportunities are going to be there. Uh, uh, JP, who, who are you looking forward to, you know, come off the bench for LAFC? Um, yeah, Duke, because Duke is the one that plays more, more or less case position. Um, I see Guignella more as a Tuesday's replacement at the six. Um, so Duke is the one that's going to have to fill in that, that K void. Um, it's not like Guignella can't play the eight, but he's just shown throughout his his career here at LAFC that he's more of a six. He's more of the CDM. Um, so yeah, Bryce Duke is the one that needs to step up. So that that kind of shows that we only have two options in the middle to mix it up and change things, um, which isn't bad. I mean, you can technically drop Vela into the middle, um, you know, one one of these games if if need be. But um, yeah, Bryce Duke is is the first one up to to replace K in that sense. Yeah. Foot brings up a good point here. He says, on Arango, anyone foresee any visa issues that delay game time as we might not see until the end of August? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. That was not a question uh, that was asked today. Everything was mostly about Bob. I mean, Mark Anthony K and everything. Um, but from what I recall, LAFC, um, obviously covering both teams, LAFC has not have not had a visa issues like LA Galaxy have had. I don't know what the what the reason is. I don't know how they go about you know filing the paperwork and all the different things. But covering the other team across town, uh, Galaxy have had have had a lot slower process from what I recall than LAFC. So comparing the two teams, LAFC has had a more smoother uh, transition with players from with with international players. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be the same case. I know, uh, you know, I retweeted the thing that John Rojas tagged me that, you know, Christian already said goodbye to 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 his hometown, his family, his hometown, everything. Obviously, he was he was very emotional. He was in tears. So, I mean, to me, that is a sign that things are when you say goodbye to your family, that that, that to me tells me that, like, hey, the visa process has kind of been through, you know, everything kind of smooth. And I think the details are just missing. I think this the official detail uh, of Christian Arango now. We could, we could, we could, you know, to your point, food, it could, it could backtrack and obviously it could take time. But typically, when you say goodbye to your family, unless something happens at the embassy or something like that, but uh, I, I don't see, I don't see that happening now. I don't have a timeline. Uh, we weren't able to ask them, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is announced by, by the end of the week. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts? For me, it's starting to get a little bit late in the season to think that he's maybe, uh, you know, someone that is really going to move the needle for us, especially if there's still things to be worked and, and he hasn't been announced yet. So it really is going to depend on and on how fast this deal can be done because, you know, we have uh, the meat of our schedule coming up. We have two SKC games and we have a uh, traffic. And, and after that, the season will probably be 
pretty much developed by then and and he will be someone that will be looking for what he's going to be for us next season so i hope they can figure out a way to get him in this roster soon we really need someone that can put the ball in the net and 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 fulfill that 4-3-3 so it's a matter of what it still needs to be done. Or maybe it's the this roster spot that needed to happen for it to 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 consummate the deal. But I'm I'm hopeful that he will be on a plane very very soon um, to get started with his training and and incorporated into the group. Yeah, because I think the last thing you want for LFC is for this to prolong and he not be able to get get in with his teammates and not be able to practice. Because to your point, I mean, this is a big this is a this is a big uh, month for LAFC. With everything going on, you know, obviously the, the all-star game is, is in the mix. You mentioned in El Trafico. So, you know, you, you want to have him as soon as you can because if not, he's still, he's still going to have to get used to the system. He's still going to have to get used to, to the players and how they play, right? And, oh, oh, yeah, you have to tell him, like, we need you to score. It's not an easy thing to do, right? It's not an easy thing to come in. Uh, whether Wherever you come from, you know, it still takes it's take, it takes you some time. Or you can surprise everybody and start scoring. Um, JP, what, what are your thoughts on, on LLFC being able to integrate Christian as soon as possible? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's an easier thing than what we're making it seem. Um, because if you look at the RSL game, Moon, Palacios, Raheem, they all crossed the ball, but they just didn't have a target man. Um, and, and, you know, you're just going to put Arango in and say, just stay in the box, um, and finish. And, and it's not like he's, he's, he's new to that. It's not like he's young. He has experience. He knows more or less positioning of, of how to be in the box. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's ultimately just been the reasons why we haven't scored because we don't have a target man. We don't have somebody to be a killer and a finisher in the box. And I think that's what he is, um, Maybe he won't be a big aerial presence because he's five nine, but maybe he can he can you know squeeze into spaces and and get some headers in. But um, he's going to be getting all the balls, and he's bound to put some of them in. Um, so I think he will help us. Obviously, he won't be an immediate impact, but it won't be a, a long transition like other players. He's not going to be asked to to check in a lot. Um, the middle the middle is going to control the ball enough. Um, he's not going to have to hold the ball. Um, he's just going to have to make runs and and ultimately be a threat in the box. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I think to your point, I think it will take him a little bit of time. That's why I feel like the sooner the better. Because look, even Kim Wan, it took him. Obviously, I don't think Christian is dealing with a knee injury or anything like that. I think he's coming healthy, but I think it's going to take him a couple games, maybe, maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. But to your point, so, so uh, you know that that's you're going you're towards the end of the season there, and you and you know that the timing, right? It's all it's all about this timing, right? Because as soon as you rush a rush in a player, right? Let's say they let's just hypothetically speak, they go back to the four three three or whatever, right? There's different movements, right, opposed to the five three two, right? So uh, to, to your point, JP, uh, he he, if you're a striker, you know where you need to be. But at the same time, is like Kim Wan has to be able to to uh, be able to adjust to time his runs. Where is he going to want the ball? Does he want the ball near post or is he going to wait? You know what I'm saying? That that thing, the gelling with that is going to take some time. And I think, you know, the sooner he gets in here, the the sooner they, they can get a feel for each other and practice on all those different things. So I think that the timing of it, you know, hopefully they're, they're able to get it done this week and with all that. And there's no visa issues, because if there is anything that delays it, I think it's going to be it's going to it's going to add a little bit more um, difficulty to, to getting to learn each other a little bit better. Than, than than you what you would expect. What what are your thoughts, Celso? It's gonna help tremendously because you know every goal we scored, it's like a finesse goal. We're going through the middle, you know, it's something cute. We do a one-two and and someone's open and they score. 
right? Or it's a beautiful cross, and then Cifuentes has this amazing shot that he's never going to do it again. Well, actually, probably he will because he's <laughs> but you know. So, but we're missing the bread and butter goals where we just cross it in the box. Someone you know put it in, puts it in, whether it's with his head or not. Timing, like I said, finding the space. And we've missed that person, the person that has presence. Diego Ross is not that player. You know, he's a guy that's going to find space and, and his shot when most won't, you know, but he has to be a little bit wider. And again, I have the pleasure to see him play and he likes to play really wide, and, you know, and, 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 and when he's, he, he's, he's attacking. So, you know, we need to have the, the box presence. But at the same time, it changes the way that you play with your wingers. You know what? Are you going to now ask Moonwan and whoever is playing on the left to start lobbing the ball more versus, you know, trying to come in with your one-twos, which what happens? You lose the ball. You get exposed. Now here comes the counter strikes. So I think it can help us also defensively to rely less on that penetration from our wingers and have people in the box that we can just do what essentially people are doing against us. You know, doing the, the the heavy crosses, but the open crosses that they are getting people in stride, and that's where I think it can be really dangerous. Yeah, no, and I think that's what we all expect. So, I mean, it's 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 looking it's looking likely. So, I I expect if I had to guess, maybe by the end of the week, um, you know, just with everything getting done to, with today, so I wouldn't be like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this is announced officially tomorrow. So now I want to look at the standings. Um, for LAFC, uh, we, we have it right there. Obviously, Seattle uh, is, is number one in the Western Conference. But we see uh, Kansas City, LA Galaxy, Colorado, and LAFC in fifth place. Obviously, they just traded, uh, the, you know, Colorado, who's, who's in front of them. Minnesota, who they play tomorrow, which is going to be interesting. Uh, and obviously, Real Salt Lake there in seventh place. So, I mean, uh, they're not they're not doing too bad, you know, how opposed to how they started the season. Sitting there in fifth, you get a win tomorrow. I'm assuming Colorado plays tomorrow as well. But no. you can no, okay. We're well, the only team that plays this week in midweek. Midweek. And we don't play okay. in the weekend, and then everyone plays on the weekend. But we don't. We only play midweek. Okay, thank you. Thank you for correcting me on that. Um, but yeah, look, if they win, you know, they they could get three points. Uh, you know, go ahead of Colorado, but you know, Minnesota United is not going to be an easy game tomorrow. Well, how are you guys feeling? Tell us how are you feeling about about the the, the standings or where where LAFC is currently sitting. Well, I think they're exactly where they need they they deserve to be, and and it's probably the ceiling for this team unless we see something very different. Um, anytime we run against. Uh, the fourth or third seed, we we hit a wall and 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 goes right back. So, um, you know, it, it's it, there's a pretty big gap that entails right after us. Um, so, what's going to be interesting is what really happens in the next couple of games. Minnesota has an excellent defense, but they also have a former goalie of LAFC. So, I think there's going to be some nerves involved. So, it's going to be really interesting to know what happens in the next couple of games. And as I said, those are probably the two most important games of our schedule. Um, and I, I, I don't say that lightly because it will set up what this season is all about. Because if we look back after all these home games and we really didn't have, you know, some signatures win- wins, we're going to know where we are. And we're going to be a seventh, eighth seed, right? Because we're going to probably drop a couple of positions here in this type race. And that's probably, you know, a good place for us given all the uncertainties and inconsistencies that we have. But again, we are a surprising team that came from a, a really good, uh, you know, two, three win, you know, a, a three win, you know, streak that, that looked really good. And I'm not the kind of person to try to, to panic after one game. I really don't like to panic after two games. 
So we're going to see what happens after these two uh, next contests here and see where yeah. we are. JP, how, how are you feeling about LAFC's current, currently standings in the, in the Western Conference? Um, they didn't take advantage of the opportunity they were given. Um, both um, Galaxy and Colorado dropped points um, weekend and midweek. Um, so if we would have won and tied, um, tied last, or won last game and tied against Portland, we would have been third um, and everything would be different. But, yeah, I mean, we need a crack, crack top four at the end of the season. Um, I think that that's um, a good position. If we're fifth, you know, we have to play a, a, the playoff game away or every, every game away um, when we don't get a home playoff game. But um, I think we, we deserve to be top four. Um, the team should work to be at least top four. Not focus too much on the standings, yeah, but try to, you know, push, be fourth and then uh, make that final push and come playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they didn't take advantage of, of an opportunity. Um, they beat Minnesota in this game. Minnesota has played 14 games. We've played 15. So we need to win, beat them to have that cushion in in the weekend uh, when they play and we don't, and we have our bye week so they don't jump us. Yeah, obviously. So I, I'm going to take this down. But, uh, you know, it's it's never easy, especially when you're getting to this time of year. Big game tomorrow for LAFC, midweek game. Um, you know, so, so what, what are you expecting out of LAFC tomorrow? Come on, swing. I've always said, you know, if you're the aggressor and we stop being the aggressor against Vancouver, which was very concerning to me, we lost the X goal battle, which is the expected goals battle, which, you know, again, that was the first time this season that we were in that position. And I expect us to really come back and try to restore some of that, uh, you know, aggressor mentality and go after Talia Miller. And I believe it's going to be uh, sentimental, you know, uh, sentimental for him. And you want to exploit that. Yeah, no, it's first time back being being back at the bank, uh, you know, f- facing his, his former club. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting. So, you know, and, you know, and everybody, everybody's familiar with Tyler Miller. You're, you're definitely going to want to test him out from outside the 18. You know, obviously, if you're Vela, you know, you're Sifu, this is definitely the keeper you want to test out uh, from outside the 18 because, you know, anything can happen. He, and he's also off his he, – he comes off of, – I haven't seen him this season, but I remember he was off off his line a couple of times and he, he was able to get beat. But JP, what are what are your thoughts going into tomorrow's game? Yeah, I mean they have to they have to play aggressively. Um, Bob was very adamant in the press call about intensity and attitude. Um, and if if we have that attitude and intensity um, since the jump, um, we should be able to to get the three points against Minnesota. You're at home. You haven't you've had your two game slump. You know you need to come and get this win and you know clear off clear off the bad energy um, and you know make sure everything's back on track. Um, I say we we play five in the back, press them press them high, um, with our wing backs, and you know create chances like we did against RSL. Um, hopefully, we put more of them away this game, and then maybe we can f- move to the four three three, control the middle in the second half, and see you know a bit more of B Rod. But yeah. yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I, I think I I also want to see B Rod. I mean, for whatever reason he was unavailable, but I think you know this is the game you want you want to see him you know play. You want to see him get more minutes. You want to see him obviously. I think Bob it, it it dictates the way the game is being played, right? Obviously, the player is on there, but nevertheless, he's a DP player. So you got to figure out. I mean, I know it's a tough job for Bob, but you got to figure out how to get him in the mix and find a way for him to help you out. Like, obviously, I don't know if it's going to be up top, but I think I, I have more of a feeling more on the wing, more more in the midfield. I don't really see him as a forward because I know he has struggled. But uh, hey, look, if that's where they want, where they see him. I, I guess you're gonna you're gonna have to live with that, but I, I see him more 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 on the midfield, helping them somewhere in the midfield there. 
Um, but yeah, you know, if they're playing the five three two, you know, four three three, we we know we're we're expecting. But look, it's it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, obviously, a lot of motion today with Mark Anthony K getting traded. Um, you know, obviously, you know, it's bittersweet feeling, obviously, for those players. But look, that that's going to open up the door for Christian Arango to you know to come here. Um, but yeah, look, if we look at tomorrow, they got Minnesota. They play Minnesota, and then the following Wednesday, they got about a week off. They play uh, Sporting Kansas City, uh, I believe, at home, and then they and then they go to San Jose. So, you know, I mean, tomorrow's game is pretty big. Um, and uh, you know, if you want, if you're LAFC, you you want to you want to get this win. Uh, Celso, final thoughts. Love to see Tomas Romero get a, a clean sheet in front of everybody, and 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 the old you know goalie Tyler Miller. I think it would do wonders for his confidence. Uh, there's been two games now; he's had multi goals scored against him. We need to restore the confidence of our young keeper and not expose him so that he continue to be developed into the amazing, you know, future talent that he is. But, you know, confidence is something. And with goalies, we have to be really careful. So tomorrow is a very, very important test for him. And I expect our defense to give him all the support he needs to get the clean sheet. Yep. You know, make a great point. Uh, JP, final thoughts. I need to go out and get the three points. Um, Segura's not going to be available, so Blackman ultimately, I think, has to step up if we play the back three, um, make make you know the back line feel confident, like Celso said, um, and you know just be more aggressive. I think it just comes down to that. We know this team can play. We know it's it's not it's not talent that's missing. Um, sometimes it's just attitude and putting it putting it in the net. So yeah, three points, and then you know we go back, we go up from here. Yeah, a very vulnerable game tomorrow for the black and gold. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, Celso, JP, uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and especially everybody on the chat, on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook for tuning in. Thank you guys. So for Celso and JP, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.